Welcome to this week's episode where we're going to have a conversation about rock and roll, drumming, music in general, hockey, some history, and a lot of fun. So join me and let's go for a ride. Welcome to Conversations with Kevin. I'm here with my good friend, Sammy. He is a friend, a neighbor, a plumber, uh, not a plumber. You I'm not a plumber, no. no I don't dig my hands in shit. We need plumbers today. <laughs> I think we do. There's not enough plumbers. <laughs> not a plumber. A fireman, actually. Because you probably had Pompier in mind, right? Yeah, I'm a, uh, bi- yeah for your- everybody who knows, <laughs> wants to know I'm bilingual. So let's start this with, he's a good friend, a good neighbor, he's a firefighter, he's also a podcaster, and a great mm. drummer. I don't know about great, but... I have my opinions, and I'm sticking to it. No, Well, I appreciate that. If you listen to the intro music, that's actually Sammy on drums. Which Please like it. I'm not sure if you realize <laughs> that, but I did use our track, uh, Finger Killer, as the intro. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm happy you did that, and I'm happy you like it. I'm happy you like my drumming skills, because oh, you're the I'm one getting, that hired me. So I'm getting a lot of compliments. <laughs> Good. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. It's always, it's always fun playing music despite your 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 talent level let's go with that but at the end of the day if it, it, it's all about the vibe and like i don't mm-hmm. even i don't even have to explain that to you 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 know you know a lot more than i do you've been playing I'm the vibe guy. but that's it and at the, at the end of the day if the else. vibe if the vibe works if the chemistry's there and you both you both agree you love what you hear yeah at the end of the day that's the magic you create and um as and long as it works if it works you it's, improvise uh, well you learn fast and you have a good sense for where a song is going to go, and that's really important. Yeah, I think so. Because I well, play I think with so. several yeah. drummers who I have to like really dig deep and try and get them to right. understand what I'm feeling in my music. Right. Where you just kind of jump right in, and you kind of have a thing. You you take a like, couple of minutes, and the next thing you know, it works. So that's really cool. Well, it, it, it's funny. Dave Grohl has that mindset a little bit, and yeah, he 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 he, he always said he said one thing. He goes, "You could have an excellent singer, you could have an a, a, an excellent guitar player, bass player, and all that, but if the drummer's his responsibility is just to keep the flow solid, and if yeah. he can't do that, then the band won't sound good." And I forgot where I saw this. I must have seen this online. I don't know if it was on Facebook. It's like you know they post pictures of like quotes and all that. And yeah. I remember seeing and. And when I saw that, and this was only a couple of years ago, so and this is like many years after I started drumming, and when it, when I saw that, it's like man, like it, it, it kind of hits you. And at the end of the day, it's like I, as much as I want to be that polyrhythm drummer, like like that 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 guy that's so popular on on YouTube, he's everywhere. I, oh, the I guy forgot. that does the the, the he's unreal. I, 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 I keep yeah, he 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 he's unreal, but because supernatural. That, very natural, but like his polyrhythm, no, supernatural, like above, above reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like he, he's, he's, he's a, he's a monster. He's not even a beast. He's a monster. Like yeah. I, I think he's really, I think he's changing the whole outlook about drumming now. Oh he's, pro- he's bringing it to a whole other level. But, it's, yeah. but if you really look at it, it's because his polyrhythm 
each limb is able is able to do a different beat, a different rhythm, and mm-hmm. at a different speed too. Like yeah. he's, I'll never reach that level. <laughs> I'll never get there. But at the same yeah. time too, God knows how many hours of practice he put into it. God knows and how uh, natural is it as a creative, uh, you know, natural born talent? Because absolutely, I these, oh uh, totally. Uh, I, I I'm a big believer in natural born talent yeah. that you as an individual have to discover. I agree. There's a lot of videos out there with him playing and other people watching him that are professional drummers yeah i can't believe what he's yeah doing. He, it's 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 unreal like it's, there's there's one uh and i know which videos you're talking about this it's it's um he, he's i think he's a i think he's bald and i don't even know who he is as a drummer but like he, he, about, yeah. exactly he's watching him and he's like you know, like just jaw dropped and he's like yeah. well, what the f-? like how it's, and it's true it's, it's true unreal. but like but like and in all honesty that guy, I'm, I'm sure he's received tons of offers to be, yeah. hey, could you be the drummer of my band? And, and the, probably the best thing for him is to be like, what not to know? join a band, yeah. but just do what he's doing. Maybe teach, maybe yeah. have drum clinics, which for sure he's going to do. Or, or a drum-centric band. Make his own drum-centric uh, band. It could work. be. He, he, he you could, know, like, look at the Eagles. The drums are usually mm-hmm. in the front. Yeah. That's one band I can, which is not mm-hmm. the quality of this guy's drumming. but And also Fleetwood Mac, the drums are in the front. Okay. They're not as uh, in the back as most bands are. And there right. are bands that can do that. And this guy would be a great front-style drumming Problem. band. Yeah, uh, I told you. Yeah. Well, also, it also helped with the Eagles, I think, because Don Henley sang a, yeah. he sang a lot too, right? Yeah. So I guess he kind of had to be. But I get what you're saying. So, But his drumming is unreal. And again, my my style, I, 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 I just love the basic 4-4 rock, like as... As much as some people like. might find it boring, so, and that's it. okay. To each their own. That's the beauty of music. But that was my style, you know. Like I, I, I had, I, 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 I loved when I was growing up learning how to play drums. Like the first drummer I was thinking about was Chad Smith. Like he's yeah. of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who's he's probably awesome. my famous, my favorite drummer, yeah. at least alive. <laughs> yeah. My so he was the very first drummer that I really started. Uh, I, I guess the first drum that started influencing me. So mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like back in the, like I was, I was like 15, 16 at the time. This was like circa 2004, 2005 when I was really started looking into playing drums and like begged my parents for 400 bucks to, to buy a, 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 a like not even a secondhand set. This was probably a bottom hand set from, <laughs> from a kid that, that Something lived in. Somebody wanted to throw away. Pretty much. He wanted yeah. to give it away. But like this kid too, he, he, he wanted $400 to probably upgrade his drum. Yeah. So he sold me his, I don't even know what make it was. There was no, there was no mark on it. It wasn't, I don't know if it was Mapex, Pearl, or yeah, even yeah. Or he, sort there of was like my first guitar. I pr- no pretty much. Was. Like there was no, there was no make on it. So, yeah. but like I begged my mother 400 bucks and, I think I got it down to three, and she's like, "Okay, fine." And I, I how I convinced her, I have no idea. And <laughs> oh my god, the noise! Oh, the, yeah. the, Drummers are the worst for practicing. Like how it, else? You how can't else? not quiet down that? And like yeah. you want an electric kit, like electric kits at those times. Obviously, oh, they they they're around, they but great. it's not that they weren't great. Like at that time, they're like. 800 900 almost a grand for like a good set or even wow. a decent set like yeah. more than that it's like uh, for good luck trying to convince my italian mother to <laughs> blow me. you know what i mean like my yeah not to get away my parents are all like no if you want something work for it and yeah, like I, exactly. I i i hadn't started working yet at that age of 14 15 so 
it was different. Then when I started working, I bought, I bought, I saved money to buy my my actual set, Mapex M series, cherry red. And I still have it to this day. Oh, my yeah. mother, my mother, after I moved out of the house to 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 live in the town of Hudson to be a firefighter here, my mother is like she for years. She's like, can you put those damn, can you put that damn set together? Like I wanted to look nice in the basement, and I'll, oh, yeah. it's still there to this day. So oh, that's cool, but. But yeah, like the way I learned drumming is like, dude, I, I, I didn't take any lessons. I, I, we still had a Walkman for, for the kids out there who don't know what a CD player Walkman is. It's mm-hmm. the things that play CDs. If you don't know what CDs are. You're, it's, you're it's, younger than me. I didn't have a CD Walkman. I had a well, cassette <laughs> you, you had, exactly. You had the cassette or the. Actually, the, first I started with these little pocket radios. Crystal oh, radios right. yeah, yeah, yeah. With, this, 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 with yeah. The, the one piece. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that. But, but I, oh, I, I don't remember that, but AM I remember. radio. Oh, yeah, of course. Which like, is I, why I do this. Because mm-hmm. I, ever since I was young, I would tune in to AM radio late at night right right, pick up stations from far away because Mm -hmm. am frequencies they go far at night because there's less disturbance in the uh in the atmosphere and i would listen to art bell god bless his soul probably the best radio announcer ever okay and i would listen to that uh well before art bell i was listening to uh uh larry king and other people of that sort and Mm -hmm. there's this guy in cleveland that i forget his name or no it was chicago he was great too um so that influenced me, just that little radio influenced right. me. And now I'm doing a podcast with another podcaster, which yeah, is like, it's, how it's, incredible is this? It's crazy. And it's how what it... I like. I like the conversation aspect. Oh, absolutely. Hence and the conversations with Kevin. Because oh, absolutely. I don't want, have a subject for this podcast. This is basically but I think, anybody that wants to talk to me, I'll record it and post but it. But I think the best, the best podcast out there, like look how – well. Yeah, obviously, I think Joe Rogan is the most popular talk about anything yeah. podcast, and 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 yeah. he obviously has subjects in mind based on who his guests are. Yeah, but yeah, podcasting now it's just it's it's because it the thing with podcasts is it's actually it's it's natural, it's real. There's a real human element to it compared yeah, to radio. Exactly. Radio, you got producers, you got subjects, you can't say this, guidelines, you can't say that, you yeah. got guidelines. Whereas podcasts, especially Joel Rogan, yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He'll talk about yeah, whatever he wants. A and cigar, have a drink, and, and you know, the best. But, but the best thing to do something of that sort, not to be copying him, but no, to but, realize but, that but, that's. A, that's a genre it that works. I like. It, it works. works and it's comfortable. And and the th- but the best thing about Joe Rogan, I find not many people will agree with this, is that like he looks at both sides of coins, like whether yeah. it be political, like like the best example I could give, like he he knows the Earth isn't flat, but he might he might bring a flat earther conspiracy why theorist not? on it. Why not? Just just, just to hear, hear the just to hear opinion. their side of the story, and like yeah. it's it's. It's not so much it, you could say the freedom of speech type of type of podcast. Not quite exact. There's no hate speech, obviously. Yeah, you got to. But there's boundaries. But of course, within but like, those boundaries, but, but that's you can why, have a great conversation. But that's why that's why he he's just so that's why he's just so popular. And it's funny you were talking about AM station. The only time I would listen to the AM stations were uh, were, were listening to sports, like either the sports, Expos or, yeah. or or the Montreal Canadiens. So, yeah. but back to my, I really want to talk about how I started drumming was yeah. the Walkman. You know, like and you have the headphones, whatever, whatever shitty headphones you have, but yeah. like <laughs> they were crap. When you're when you're drumming, you're moving your legs, or you're trying to learn how to move your your legs for the first time with the the kick drum, the hi hats. Like, where the f- do I put this Walkman? So I had to make sure I wore track pants or car, not cargo pants, like 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 um, 
yeah, like uh, jogging pants or whatever. But I had to make sure the pockets were big enough yeah. that I could fit this big the, thing. This, this were fucking Walkman in there, the CD well, player, bigger than yeah, the CD so, itself. Right? And not so. and not just that. It's like a CD player. Like you can't like at some point if I were to hit hard, like the song would oh, yeah. pause, it would skip to the next track yeah. that I'm trying to learn. They were horrible. So I'm, for that. so I'm trying to I'm trying to play I'm trying to play to Californication. I'm I'm playing along and then just when I think that like I'm in the groove, which I'm sure I sounded terrible, but I'm there, I'm feeling it. As soon as I hit hard, like it was a hard press on the, the kick pedal, boom. Next it song. jumps to the next fucking track <laughs> and like ah so the struggles that we had to go through in the early 2000s, you kids have it good these days. And yeah, in a well, sense, thank God for technology. I, I but. could out-trump you on that one because <laughs> I had just a pocket radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was it. And then the Walkman yeah. came out. And I, yeah. I always remember uh, the, my first fascination with a Walkman. Mm-hmm. I'm not a skier because I have no balance. And okay. I, I respect gravity. Jeez, I think I haven't, you have to respect gravity. It's, it's a lot. It's important. It's a law, yeah. But I always imagine there's a song by Pink Floyd, that, Be Careful With That Axe, Eugene. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always imagine putting the headphones on because it puts you in a stereophonic world, which mm-hmm. is, takes you out of reality. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about the Walkman and the headphones. Yeah. And I imagine skiing down a ski hill listening to that. And <laughs> I just have this visual of myself going down the ski hill, knowing what I'm doing, because I don't, because I'm not a skier. <laughs> that opened up headphones for me. Uh, I even mix all my music with headphones, because yeah. I find headphones give you a, a space of what the whole thing sounds like. And yeah, Walkmans exactly. were the beginning of that lifestyle, right. people wearing headphones. Yeah. Now, everybody's got ear pods. Yeah, but... And as much as the, the the AirPods are great, like I find like the headphone, it just gives you that sense of. I, it, this may sound weird, but like I'm, I love. It I, takes you out of the world. Like, well, well, exactly that, and it, and it sh- I love shuts you in. You so know? when it comes to bands and music and the creations of albums, like I I'm a big lover of the whole behind the scenes stuff. Oh yeah. So you give me you give me a DVD of how. Like the like the best example I could give when when the show uh, classic albums came out and they had the version of Pink Floyd which was the first one I watched and yeah. and you you kind of see footage of Gilmore and and Roger Waters in the studio like how they came up with Dark Side of the Moon like oh that was that awesome. that that part that part about the whole creative process on how these bands make albums like I love that and when you see them wearing the headphones recording their 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 track and their instrument like to me wearing headphones like that it it, it puts me in that space like it, it cool. makes it makes me feel like yeah it makes it's, it's cool and it's, that's it's the effect it has on me it makes me feel like you're in it yeah you're exactly it's, 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 it's weird a lot of people it's have done before you a thousand percent but not just that like the quality of hearing you get like you block you block everything it's true like you're stuck in that world and you block the outside noise basically that's what it's supposed it's to do it's a shift in time and space i see it at this uh, totally time. and 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 you hear you hear a lot more details than oh, yeah. you ever thought like when they when pink floyd when they released uh, the the remastered album of of dark side i don't know mm-hmm. if it was the, i don't i'm not sure if it was the 50th anniversary i don't think so it was a couple of years prior to that yeah and there's certain guitar tracks you hear you're like oh wait a minute like i didn't i didn't hear that part I never, like... Um, Exa- well, yeah, I have a good example. was Led Zeppelin's Since I've Been Loving You. 
when mm-hmm. the when the DVD, when the CD version came out, the mm-hmm. audio was much more clear and defined. Right, right. And when you put your headphones on at the beginning of the song, you could hear Bonham's chair squeak. Oh, okay. And they yeah, left okay. it in because that was a live yeah. version. Right. A lot of people don't realize most of Zeppelin's early stuff was a one-shot live yeah, recording. Yeah, it was all live, yeah. And then Paige might put on a couple extra guitar riffs, Plant yeah. might put on some backing vocals and some harmonica, but... Each song was a performance. So when they did Since I've Been Loving You, and you can mm-hmm. hear the squeak, they said, no, 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 this is good. Yeah, this okay. This was a good version. And it's funny you mentioned that because the the one track I noticed that, oh, Bottom did something is uh, Black Dog. When he's trying, when he's trying, if you, if, um, I, I don't know which part exactly, but you hear him tap his stick to get the count going before da 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 like yeah. like you hear it you hear it like he he, he hits the crash symbol yeah. and then just as just as plant is sing is singing one of his one of his verses you hear bottom like hit the stick i don't know go, go i'll have to look into that lo- lo- look into it notice, you'll notice it right away like now that we're talking about it yeah. if you hear Definitely and and that's exactly that, that. It's like, oh, okay, he's hitting the stick like for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. And then they they even confirmed it in I, I, I don't know if it was I, I forgot which book. I have I have one of these books on like really describes how they went into the songs and their creative yeah. process. Not not Hammer of the Gods. Hammer of the Gods was mostly like a Yeah, that was that, that was, was a good book, good, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. But but it wasn't I almost wrote a Zeppelin book with my buddy. Did Tom. you? You should have me and Tom would, would always go to bootleg conventions and collect mm-hmm. Zeppelin live concerts on bootleg oh, records. And we knew so much about the shows, the tours, yeah. the songs they played, how they were recorded that we almost sat down and wrote a book, but we were just like twenty years old and yeah, I, stuff I started feel happening. It. But it's funny you mentioned Black Dog. And for anybody who's curious put the headphones on and listen to black dog and, and see what sammy's talking about and since i've been loving you're going to see these little mistakes see, stay uh, in there but since i've been loving you i did not notice that yeah. so i'm definitely going to check that out and i love the story how black dog they're like what the correct me if i'm wrong since you're the zeppelin historian over here <laughs> sort of um <laughs> not really they yeah. they if this if i remember correctly it's they didn't know what title to give to the song but there was some random black dog just walking along the studio around your uh, cabin yeah that's right that's uh, right yeah okay so yeah but yeah zeppelin like john bottom so it's funny how i was mentioning how chad smith was the first drummer and yeah number two after in terms of learning how to play drums was bottom oh yeah and my buddy my buddy alex in your style yeah, You've got it's, that heavy-handed Bonham and that and kick, that sort yeah. of that offbeat flow, which is mm-hmm. really hard to do because some people don't realize that when you when you're off a little bit, you're still timed yeah. with the half note or a quarter note. Where Bonham was a pro at that. Yeah, he was unreal. They the Black Dog. Yeah. So they what they did is they put so the, off timing. They put the drums in in the computer in a software for recording, and they quintized it with the notes so that they're on time, and it sounded horrible. Yeah, it's and it's the reason the, the, that is is Black Dog's an interesting song because uh, John Paul Jones wrote that song on a train. He's and, the most underrated musician oh, on that band. A, an, it's unreal. He wrote that song purposely complicated for the timing, so people would have a hard time copying it. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because everybody in the song is not on the same time signature, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he was really the brains of that band. Well, he and came up with most of the riffs. Yeah, he, uh, he, and that were he's, uh, the good riffs. Was, yeah, a lot of them were yeah, him. He, I, 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 to, 
I I believe Bonham was the heartbeat of the band. No pun intended. Yeah. But but John Paul Jones was the brains of that band. Like he was so good at you know I guess I guess the the, the, the coming up with the parts. Yeah. The, the rhythm, everything, and just constructing it properly. Like. Yeah. And if anything, he he's he's the one that plays different instruments more well, than the he, others he, he plays, plays you know, a lot of bass organ he could play guitar he played the mandolin yeah. uh slide he plays slide guitar and does solo he yeah, stuff yeah imagine yeah so yeah. he's uh he's a very talented person and he 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 solidifies what page does because page is a producer he's a recording engineer mm-hmm. he's a writer and a good example is no quarter yeah I when love john that paul song. jones oh, that got song. that riff it mm-hmm. was actually a jazz song Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then they changed it to a more, you know, it was psychedelic, like that gloomy, gloomy, gloomy thing, yeah, which, and, which is great. It was, it was, it was thank, thank God, life. thank Song God that, well, that DVD, uh, the song remains the same DVD when, like, he just, he destroys that organ in a good sense. Like, yeah. he just, he's having a blast. But, like, I think more than ever, because I, I, I love Viking history, yeah. like Nordic uh, history, Nordic uh, immigrant, song. Uh, immigrant song. But even that one, no well, quarter you know too. immigrant is song's a, about? Hammer of the Gods, uh, Valhalla, I'm coming. So like, no, it's, <laughs> it's going to disappoint a lot of people. Sorry okay. If I'm break oh, boy. Here, uh, me included. It's about the invasion of the West, meaning going to tour yeah. in the United States. But they're the Vikings. Of they're like, the Vikings. So instead of boats, they have their big fucking Zeppelin yeah, Air, uh, Boeing seven fifty seven. That's so cool. Yeah, oh my they, god! And they premiered the song in, um, I think it was Finland or anyways. It was one of these Viking uh, European territories, territories or Scandinavia. Okay, Scan- in Scandinavia somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because Plant explained it. He goes, "No, this is about invading the U.S. with the." That's Zeppelin. amazing. So yeah. kind of like what the Vikings with the did with their music. Did. That's that's they were the Vikings of music, and they were. They were raiding, but they had, uh, cons- I guess they had consent consent from 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 the groupies and the and the, the raping there. and pillaging was all that was not consent <laughs> exactly. Well, no. it was the seventies, and you know yeah, Bonham did a- like to tear up. You know the Who got all that reputation, but Bonham was one of the worst destroyers of hotel rooms. Oh yeah, yeah. he well, was a married well, man who uh, missed his children and his wife. And yeah, he had a yeah, drinking problem. Yeah. And he used to get a little, you know. Yeah, um, he he. There was a story where the manager came in to give him the. What's bill. the manager's name? I'm trying to. No, I, not this manager. The the hotel manager came oh, to give him okay, the okay. bill for what he destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the manager made a joke. Goes, oh, that mirror is still intact, and he crashed it right in front of him. Well, what was the manager's name there? The, Peter the, Grant. Peter Grant. Yeah, who's like British white Shug Knight at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so Peter Grant was a great manager for one simple reason. He oh, had a cut, and that was it. The more yeah. they made, the more he made. Yeah, exactly. He didn't steal from the the, the band. No, he actually let he... them grow, and it, their success was his success. Yeah. So he managed that band really well because that band could have been badly managed and not go anywhere. You know. That's true, and I think that's that. That's a difference. I I get the sense that's the difference between especially bands nowadays. Like if you're managed properly. Your record label promotes you properly. Bands are managed like corporations now. Oh, a thousand percent. You don't have that feeling anymore. That that gut feeling. It's all about how what what image of you can we make money off? Exactly. And your and your sash cow. That's all it is. So you know, like I mean, look at Taylor Swift. She's got talent and everything. She sings great. She's got a great live concert. Her concert tour was in the billions, and mm -hmm. she actually affected the U.S. economy. 
I believe that. She's, That's crazy. She, she's a, she's affecting the U.S. image by showing up to these Kansas City football games. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, no, no, no. I'm really not. Cool. I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm not hating on no, her for I'm that. Actually, she, I'm going to compliment her on something. My friend Sean yesterday was here to watch football, and she kept appearing on the screen. So yeah, we, but we started it's, talking it's, about her, and he said that she gave two hundred thousand dollars to every truck driver on the tour as a bonus. She's. I don't think she's. That a, is amazing. I don't think she's a. She's not bad. a bad person. I don't think she's no, a no, bad no. person. I think it's the personality, uh, the cult of personality that <laughs> creates the hate. Because the cult of personality, you know the term. I love right? that song. That's a cult great song. I Living fucking Color love that song. Oh amazing. my god, it's I such saw a great song. Stars for Living Color at Place des Arts mm-hmm. in a Jimi Hendrix tribute. Oh wow! And he played Voodoo Child for like twenty minutes. Oh dude, dude great. that guy is. Phenomenal. The, 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 the song Cult of Personality, I first heard oh. that song in a Grand Theft Auto game, and I don't remember, I don't know if it was the San Andreas game, I forgot which one. As soon as I heard that song, I'm like, I need to know who sings this song because yeah. it's a fantastic song. You know how I dis- discovered so, uh, the, the Living Color? Rolling Stones, me. they opened up for the Stones. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that show. They will, They didn't play in Montreal, I don't think, or or did they? I, I've okay. seen so many concerts, I can't remember half the opening bands. <laughs> but I heard about them, I looked them up, I went and bought the CD, and I loved yeah, it. There's I some... just, from song one to the end, it was just like a, a, one of those, I kept it in my car and there, I always listened to there's it. There's something like, about Montreal and bands that like set a whole new reputation for them. Yeah, like Super Pink, Tramp, Genesis, Pink Floyd, the list well, goes on. Pink, Pink Floyd, Roger yeah. Waters had to spit on a kid, and that's how he wrote The Wall. That's I think wall. I think Metallica, James Hetfield almost got burned to crisp. Yeah. And then the and then, and then Axl, <laughs> Axl Rose just was like, nah, screw this. Uh, I'm not playing for you guys yeah. type of deal. Jeez. Oh, it's a, But yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how music has really... It, I think for I think it goes without saying for everyone. Music music is a bit of a driving force for everyone, no matter what style it is. But it like is. for for, but for me, it's been it's the soundtrack a, of my life. Yeah, and it's been a bit of a, it's a bit a, a bit of a, a guideline trail, like how I live my life. Like it's it's, I got I got all my all my bands lined up for me. Different times during the year, different moods, different. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's insane, and and yeah. you know what I mean. But like I'm I'm but I'm all over the map, which I love. I, I'm not I. The big genre for me is like rock, yeah, and then it's divides and, it and like out, it like spans out to web. like yeah. My yeah, first, because my first album, web, the core <laughs> is thick, and then it gets narrow at the you end. You want you want to laugh? You want to laugh? My very first album I got was Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, oh my. mine was Rene Simard. So like, I, so I, I, I yeah, I think I, I'm more embarrassed than you are. Oh, whichever. <laughs> oh, who cares? Oh my god, my, but my, actually, I, my parents were huge lovers of disco. So my father and mother loved the Bee Gees. They loved ABBA, mm-hmm. and oh, my mother loved ABBA. Yeah, god. and but like, there's Andy some, Rogers. but like, even to this day, like ABBA and, and Bee Gees, they're still their music is still it, it, it's it's. It's it's, it's immortal. It's immortal. immortal. Well, did you see what they're doing with ABBA? They're doing an Avatar concert. Are they for real? Yeah. What they're doing is they're they're creating a concert that they recorded, mm-hmm. and they don't show up at the concert. They okay. have avatars on stage. Well, especially now, and the, the avatars look like, the way they did back in the day in the seventies. So have, when you go there, it's like you're seeing the old ABBA. I so I find that a good thing, but. It's weird though. It's it's very weird. It's not good. It's not bad. It's it's it, 
a visual experience like that would probably be phenomenal. Yeah. But it's not authentic. It's you not authentic. I mean? So when I saw Robert, my first concert was Robert Plant's. Really? Which one? Robert, uh, first was, tour with Phil Collins? No, 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 no. This was in 2000. The Ray Vaughn? No, 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 no. Oh, no his, his solo album. His, uh, well, yeah, but he did. A, he actually had a show where Steve Ray Vaughn opened. No, no, no. I would have remembered Steve Ray Vaughn opening yeah. up. No, no. This was in 2000. He came in 2005, I think. Mm. With yeah, the, the strange sensation. Tour. That's right. That I saw that, that at the Forum or the Bell Center. It was at the Bell Center, yeah. and that was my very first concert at Unreal. I saw um, that with my father-in-law, John. God rest okay. his soul. He just passed away, and and that was a great yeah. concert. Oh my God! We, the, so the, the belting he did, the yelling, the, the yeah, yeah, he, like, he had it. Like he I still was had it. Three at the Madison Square. Well, Park. I can only imagine for you, like, were those that's awesome. So Robert Plant at the Bell Center. Yeah, that it was, was great. So. My best friend Alex, still my best friend to this day, who I was playing, I was in a band with him throughout the end of high school, college days, and so on. It was unreal. And he's he's the one that actually introduced Led Zeppelin to me. And oh. when we saw Plant come out, and he, he sang the different version of Black Dog and A Whole Lot of Love at the end. The way he clo- unreal. Like I, yeah. I, I remember that feeling of... I, I don't even know which words to describe it. Like the, the level of happiness that we... It's euphoric. We went, yeah, it's very, very, very euphoric. He introduced me to Zeppelin. Actually, he introduced me to a lot of the bands that I like, I like now. Like, like from Zeppelin, he introduced me to Floyd. He introduced me to Rush, and then my love for Neil Peart or Neil Peart, however you pronounce his name. Like, Pert. just, I think just it's Pert personally, it's, but I, I, I pronounce a lot of stuff. Directly. Yeah, me too. So, but like, my love for him just skyrocketed just with his when I saw his drum solo in the the uh, the Rush live in Rio, the DVD. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, just like it was instant, like jaw dropping. Like, yeah, he's, at that time he saw that reputation of one of the best drummers in the world, and like, yeah. like, yeah, like the whole, the whole. Rush. I saw Rush. Um, I, I missed their last, their final farewell tour, but I saw the last two tours before that. I think I and, saw the farewell. No, I saw the one before the and, farewell tour. Yeah, so the the Clockwork the the, the the Clockwork Orange tour. Yeah, exactly. Because they did that. They did a 40th anniversary tour. And I, but I think the 40th anniversary tour was the Fell Royal tour. Don't qu- fully quote me on that. But yeah, I saw them. I when it was a Snakes and Arrows tour. I saw their Clockwork Orange. Oh my God! Like I'm so happy. I saw them. Neil Peart or Peart, God rest his soul. Like yeah. See that great. Drama. So when when he passed away, like and especially now, like social media is a big part of our lives. But like a, a few of my friends came up to me and they're like, you know, he passed away, right? I'm like, yeah. And it was like, well, you didn't post anything. It's like, you know what? The guy did not want to have the spotlight on him. He was very private, very mm-hmm. reserved. You mm-hmm. know, he loved he loved the touring. He loved the shows. He loved playing music for people, selling the albums. But, like, you know, he was shy around people. He was shy around fans. But, like, he knew, you know, he knew how much he, he meant to them. It's all that's like. Yeah. And he was a prolific writer. A insane writer. Like, uh, the guy, like probably the, he, he destroys that whole joke. uh Oh, uh, what did the drummers say? Joke or like type of, type of deal? Yeah, like, the, the he was so jokes about drummers. Yeah, exactly. Being dumb and like yeah. he he, but he was the complete opposite. Highly intellectual fellow and yeah. Canadian too. So, yeah. um, so when he passed, I'm like, no, I'm not posting anything about it because you know he was he was a private guy. He didn't want to be in the spotlight. And it's like this is this is yeah. kind of for me. Like I'll. I guess mourn his death mourn like my 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 way exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I don't need to share it like. So, yeah, then I got it, like, 
got in getting into bands like 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 Pink Floyd and 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 Rush and like that whole prog rock that Porcupine Tree came along and then you know but prog metal like Dream Theater came along too so mm. it's like I'm all, I'm all over but then I oh, like yeah. I love the rap rock of Rage Against Machine put aside their I, I like put, Rage <laughs> to a point I yeah. mean uh, put aside their political yelling like it, I'm not even I'm, that's I, pretty I, cool I mean but, but, it, like you know like but uh, it's it's more for me it's more like the 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 I guess the rapping and the rock and not like Limp Bizkit rapping because yeah. I mean Fred Durst like at that time was cool and great yeah. and even Rage Against Machine but I I just but it's like dated now a bit that's funny how music gets dated like the Beatles to me it's dated you find like, the Beatles dated yeah I listen yeah. to a Beatles song it's like wow this is old uh, okay. some of the old st- st- oh, the Stones actually don't get dated I don't know why the Stones, but they're, they're, I could listen to the Stones know. anytime any day any mood. I'm a huge Zeppelin yeah, fan, but I have to be yeah. in the mood to listen to Zeppelin. But I feel like the, the Stones, you put it on, they have such a variety of styles exactly. and grooves that it just flows in the background. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would totally agree on the Beatles being outdated, but you do have to be in a certain mood to listen to them. Well, when I say I, outdated, I, I, I'm I talking about the "Love Me Do" and "I Want to Hold Your Hand." All that stuff just kind of sounds corny now but i do still love mm-hmm. sergeant pepper and yeah but, the, but that was albums, that, that was a know? bit of a different yeah that, that, that was a good a good concept out like. yeah exactly you know yeah. I, I i i agree with that I, I i think so too well the same for the stones my favorite mm-hmm. stones period is the mick taylor period yeah okay you know let it mm-hmm. let it bleed all the way up to uh the i forget the last album they did get together just before uh ronnie wood came mm-hmm. in which ronnie wood did some good funk stuff like disco yeah. style funk stuff with the stones but mick taylor i thought was the core of that 70s rock concert mm-hmm. vibe was yeah. the mick taylor years you know that's when they were like heavy right Not heavy like zeppelin but heavy like to me you, you know, know to me i find you know you have a good song if another band can cover it yeah and make it sound a bit better yeah that's when you know you have it's a got very a very very good song like like sympathy for the devil and even um uh, i had another uh, stone song in mind uh give, give me shelter like there's some oh, bands that yeah. do great covers of that and, and but, but monkey man but then you think about it, it's like for them to pull off a cover like this because this song has has to it's got legs. have some greatness to it yeah. as well. It's got legs. It, it's, it can move on. A thousand percent. And you know that Charlie Watts was the the, uh, <laughs> the key to whether a song works or not. Yeah, he would yeah. he would listen to something that Keith Richards or Jagger put together, and he would start playing. And go, yeah, this is gonna be a hit, and it yeah. was every time. Every time Charlie, this is Jagger that said this in an interview. Mm-hmm. Every time Charlie Watts said this is going to be a hit, it was. And he I think had the, a gut feeling. And I think that. the same could be said for Ringo. Like it, they're too. Oh, Ringo is a he's a verbal player. Ringo. Yeah, there's speaks his role. His yeah, it's it's. You know what? To to maybe a I don't I don't know regular audience to so someone who just hears music but like just wants to hear the song and not really dissect into it you might hear simple drumming and all that which they kind they kind of well, were simple it's, drumming i and it, but it, i have to add to that because i saw a, a, one of these video uh, youtube videos where the, they're talking about drummers mm-hmm. and the this guy was saying that one of his buddies who was a really good drummer at the time uh, not pop, not professional but he was laughing that ringo was so simple so yeah. the guy took out a very plain Ringo beat and he challenged him and the guy couldn't do it. Yeah. Because the simplicity of his beats are complex in the way it's played. Exactly. Yeah. Because he exactly. actually verbalizes the song through mm-hmm. the drums. Uh, 
Ticket to Ride, you know, like stuff like that. These are crazy drum beats. But he also had, uh, correct if I'm wrong too, I think Ringo had a bit of jazz influence in him. Yes. And yeah. so he was did Charlie to, Watts. Yeah. So he used, to, he used to do a. Yeah, well, a jazz Travis, band. Tra- Travis Barker for Blink 182, uh, mm-hmm. he's a pure jazz drummer. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that's why he's able to play so fast and yeah. like in, in, I guess, that, that, that punk rock 90s style, yeah. late night. So. Well, it's, Bonham was inspired by big band music. By, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so was Neil Peart. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, um, uh, Buddy Rich, I think. Buddy was, Rich Buddy, was Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Rich was yeah. like their god and idol for oh, a lot of them, for Chad Smith, too. Yeah. So that's my that's my story about drums. So, like, I kind of... So going full circle, and like, when you and I jam together, like, it's, it's, it's I, I kind of try to implement all those styles a little bit like i keep it simple but once I in a while it. but once in a while i, I want to throw in the 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 neil pert fucking tom rolls all the way down i want i want well, to i want to corp- do it on our i want to corporate like the, the a bonham triplet uh beats yeah, yeah. you know so like it's, yeah. it's 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 a bit of everything and i have a bit of like the the the, the chat smith like ghost notes too like he yeah like he uses that a lot because yeah. of uh buddy rich buddy rich ghost notes the, the yeah. ghost notes on the yeah. snare drum it 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 makes a fuller sound on on the kit so yeah. that that's like my um i guess my 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 influence my direction like yeah. my approach there that's the word i was like my approach to the drums so you said something at the beginning of the drum conversation which is funny we start we just mentioned the intro and we've been talking about music ever mm-hmm. since which is great i love yeah, it yeah for it's sure it's natural it's organic but you said something at the beginning about the drummer if the drummer's not good the band sucks and that was Dave Grohl's rule, like, yeah, and that's and why Nirvana. I, I think that's why I think he learned that through his years of with Nirvana. Yeah, because look, look at Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. two guitarists that I admire, and two guitarists that are, well, I hate to say sloppy, but they are sloppy, very sloppy, and they yeah. make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but what they do with the mistakes is they create a different vibe in the song vibe sound yeah and, and like jimmy page once was quoted if you make a mistake do it three times again because mm-hmm. they think you did it on purpose yeah and hendrix was kind of like that too mm-hmm. hendrix just invented stuff as he went along yeah <laughs> so you could be off on the guitar but you can't be off on the drums no and when i'm off on the drums like i i i put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect and i know nobody's perfect like i am a bit of a perfectionist and yeah. in almost everything i do in my life and like i'm still working on it to this day at the age of 35 but when <laughs> when i mess up a beat that like is ah i get so upset and especially when the flow is going well and in my mind i'm like okay flow like is this perfect don't change anything and then a little part of me is like ah, maybe try something just to see and i was like yeah let me go for it and I, fuck up everything and then ah so it's it's and and again it's just i guess i don't i never had the room to ever since i moved out here in the town of hudson like i never had my own room place to 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 practice drums maybe one day like i will purchase like a good electric kit so i can practice a bit more but just well you're always welcome to come here yeah i do and like and i love and i love our 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 jam sessions our recording sessions so they're 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 always fun it's just you know life I guess I guess life gets in a bit in the way, uh, you know, with, with with my job, my career, and my Your my family life, family life, uh, girlfriend, uh, my 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 hockey podcast, you know, watching hockey, watching sports. Tell us about playing your hockey sports. Podca- podcast. Because, yeah, so. Uh, I, I I've listened to a bit of it. I'm not a hockey fan, so <laughs> yeah, forgive me so, for not listening for the whole show. No, 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 no. I listened to your, well, your I'll tone, your approach, 
And if you started doing a football podcast, I'd listen every day. Well, but, uh, uh, put a put a pin on that because I, I I really think one of my one of my buddies was in who was a co-host of my podcast. Like yeah. he he loves football too, and he I semi seriously jokingly told him like you should maybe do an NFL podcast because yeah. he 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 really his love for football and the NFL really grew. But so my Montreal Canadiens podcast, well not my Montreal Canadiens, but the Montreal Canadiens podcast I co-host is called the Curfew Boys, and it started during COVID. Yeah, so I love the title. So. It really doesn't take a genius to figure out how we came up with this name. Okay, no, unless so, you're outside so of Quebec and you don't realize if that you, Quebec, we had a curfew. If exactly, you couldn't walk your dog more than so many up, up until walks away from your house at a certain time. If, oh if, God, it was. Uh, anyways, I, I, let's not get into that. I'm not going to get. Well, no, no. Let's. Uh, we, we, we we could we, reserve that subject for another. We podcast. don't want to get into that can of worms or that it's that a rabbit worm hole because ugliness. So during COVID, it was. Uh, it was the 2020, yeah, we started in 2020, the 2020 season where because of, because of COVID and the pandemic and the NHL, uh, changed their formats, you know, the, all, all the Canadian teams played against each other with the North division, the that East coast, a strange it was a very, very, very strange. Well, everything about it was strange. Like oh, in sports yeah. in the end, especially in the NHL was weird. Everything about it was weird. It's just life was weird. Li- life was, was weird. Right. Locked like the lockdowns, anything. I mean, I'm not, get, we don't have to get into it, but no, like whatever. Right. At the time I could sort of understand but the podcast was born during a time of crisis. The podcast was born during a time where, we couldn't go out. We stayed home, but yet we still had hockey to watch. Yeah. So the way it started was I have a group chat, the messenger, the famous messenger, Facebook group chat with with four of my buddies that I'm still in contact with since high school. And cool. every 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 year, even after college, after guys got married, started having their families, like once in a while we would get together, we would go to the casual sport and we would watch the game and even and we had a group chat, we would chat, we would talk to each other during games, you know, comment about that. Then the pandemic hit. So we were the HLC we were still chatting. Then that whole Zoom platform came out for, for mm-hmm. I guess for, for 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 workers to do yeah. to do virtual meetings and all that shit. Exactly. So my buddy my buddy had it, and then after one game, he's like, "Yo, guys, like, c- come on, come on, Zoom. Let's 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 talk to each other, but but at least visually, face to face via computer screen." So I we did the Super Bowl the first year of the pandemic with my buddies on. Uh, oh no Zoom. way! We all watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, together. so it was just again, it's just you think about it now, a different time. But like, we all get on, we log on, and. I guess every conversation, the way Zoom worked, that every conversation uh, that you have, it it records. So automatically, he, I believe so. That's pretty cool. Or or or, or, or did it, if yeah. if I don't know if it was automatically, but if he did it, if he clicked record on purpose just to see, like God yeah. bless him for doing that because it gave yeah. birth to this. But the way it happened was he, it's one way or another, it was recorded. He listened to it. It's just just the audio. He had video and audio format. Obviously, he he watched it. He listened, and he's like, "Yo, guys, he's like, this sounds really good. Like, we're we're four or five guys talking about the Montreal Canadiens. We're we're talking about the game, the team. Yet we're busting each other's balls like like law lifelong friends buddies yeah. do. He's like, this is." This is something cool here. Like we we, we kind of got something here, so we did it again, and then as we kept doing it, I guess another two three games after that, 
my buddy Anthony was like, yo, guys, like, we should probably do a podcast. Like, let's turn this into a podcast. Like, we have, it's not like we're going out. It's not like we have much to do. We're stuck at home. Like, yeah. the game's on. Like, we got something, we, we could do something here. So he contacted me privately and he you know he was he, he not that he had to convince me but he's like you trying to share ideas oh we could maybe do this do that so without going too much to details and then next thing you know it's like oh we got to come up with a name you know then then like we're like fuck what, what do we say it's like we we're stuck during curfew in quebec if you reside in quebec you you know about the curfews so we're there like uh like I, I, the curfew boys the curfew guys the curfew i don't know we come up with all kinds of titles we're like yeah and like the curfew boys made sense at the time just because of what we were living through through yeah. the pandemic in the province of Quebec. So stuck with it, created an Instagram page, and then next thing you know, it's like, okay, well, we need a logo. So I contacted, we came up with a few ideas, a few concepts, contacted a friend of mine. She does logo designs and you know, she created one. And then we just started posting our episodes through there. We posted on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and just started you know, just posting on our Instagram page, pictures, it clips. Starts. It's how it starts. And then so we're like the whole the whole point of this was like, ah, let's do it for fun. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. Like like almost everything. Yeah. That's uh, my intention. Just yeah, exactly. Enjoy conversation. Which, which is pretty much like that's like everything that yeah. begins. Just see where it goes. See where it goes. Start with yeah. fun. And it kept growing and growing. And then we actually created a bit of a fan base and you know, for fast forward four years later, that was in yeah, that was in the 2020 2021 season and i think what really helped was that the montreal canadians they actually went to the stanley cup finals yeah so that really boosted our yeah. our audience and and i guess our um i guess our fan base started growing i'll use the word fan base lightly but yeah. we didn't we didn't have any youtube we didn't have youtube at the time it was oh, just no. it was just all it was just audio through through spotify apple podcast okay but the the whole overall vibe of us is like it's again we're guys that we've known over like almost twenty years over twenty years so it's just like the vibe we're giving we're not giving that typical radio talk about a team like we're 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 we make fun of each other on the show meanwhile we talk about the team and like yeah. we 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 poke fun at each other we tease each other it's just basically busting balls so it's great so a lot of a lot of people came back to us like man i i feel like i'm just hanging out with you guys yeah. on a saturday night drinking yeah. beer in the basement and yeah. watching the game and and talking about it I mean like yeah. so that's that Did you do it live during the game we uh no we wouldn't do it live during the game okay. we did a lot during that time it was all post game episodes basically okay. so cool. like we'd watch the game and we talk about it watch the game talk about it then after the restrictions were lifted and then as life slowly started getting back to normal or somewhat normal the new uh, normal the new normal exactly like you know term. you know we 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 kind of we, we weren't able to do as much but like we're still going strong like we have YouTube. It's for a season and a half now, so we're on we're on YouTube as well. The Curfew Boys. It's free if you subscribe and like. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just. But like, my love for hockey has been there since the age of of three three four years old. I've been playing hockey since that age as well. I still play to this day, and I find that as as I get older, like I, I think I have more of a pre, an appreciation for the the, the sport, the, mostly the sport. Like I, the NHL is not a perfect league, but my love for the game, the sport of hockey, it it keeps growing even more. And like when I when I play now, like I'm I'm a I'm a competitive guy. Like mm -hmm. I've always I've always been competitive, yeah. but I, I I know 
I know when it's time to like just having fun, and then when it's you know play for something. Push it up. So like I'm I'm able I'm able to to I'm able to figure out where the line is in a sense. Yeah. But it's just man, like I I, like the more I watch the game, like uh, the more I'm learning things, and I'm trying to apply that on on the ice when I play. So like I just Mm-hmm. I I kind of wish I had that attitude when I was younger, when I was like with like in my in my early teens. That's how I feel about music. I so wish I would have, yeah. So music. so and and but the problem with me was like I had I was I was a very good skater. I still am a good skater, but I was very fast when I was younger. I was I had the speed. Unfortunately, at that time, like you need you needed to have the height and the size, and and I was I was a late um bloomer yeah i was a late bloomer like i was i was i was always the smallest amongst yeah. the other amongst the other players i was fast but i wasn't big i was able to give i was able to play with body check contact hockey but again i wasn't i wasn't big enough so i was always overlooked a little bit i did i did make double letter hockey a few times and oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i i i played pretty competitive i played contact hockey uh uh in in those in those amateur leagues so like I got to experience that. So I kind of take everything I learn and what I'm still learning now, and I try to apply that into the podcast. And especially now with Twitter, like we all know how Twitter people are. <laughs> they 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 think they know I've everything. No, thank God, stay away from it. I, like I I only I have Instagram. That's about it. I I, I don't do that for photography. Twitter. I I don't even have a personal Twitter account because yeah. like no, I just don't like. I I I have. Our curfew boys Twitter accounts, like I, I deal with that to kind of you know either promote episodes or share thoughts on what I think of the yeah. game, players, and well, that makes et cetera, sense. et cetera. Right? I mean, it's, it's a tool. You don't have to it, it like is. the tool, but it's a tool. No, but there's there's a yeah. bunch of tools on that uh, on yeah. that uh, on that application. So it's just it's 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 the Montreal Canadiens fan base. It's the market, right? Yeah, when yeah, when yeah. when when they've won twenty four Stanley Cups, and you have people who've seen the glory days. And they compare it to what they're seeing now. Like yeah, you, the people, th- people think they know. People yeah. think they listen. It's one of those platforms where you have the right to express your opinions, it's which is which that. is okay. Yeah. The problem with Twitter is like if I were to say something like Carey Price sucked throughout his career, mm-hmm. which I don't believe, just not for a second. I think he was one of the best goalies to of our of my generation to play the game. But if I were to say that, like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get outcast and and yeah. run out of town. That's and the people thing are. I don't it, like about social media. There's, it's too polarized. It's well, you got to follow no the narrative. Ground. Yeah. There is no middle ground. The and narrative, and then usually you, the narrative sucks. I'm sorry, a thousand percent. You know, but you watch anything Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, the, yeah. Generally, people's opinions are are in cement, and that's why this show is about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to restrict opinions. I I will have people on here that I completely disagree with and respect them. Yeah. That's what it's it should be and, but, and I, res- I but respect that's how, your attitude towards it because that's yeah, the reality, right? But that's how adult conversations and civil conversations civil are supposed to be. Twitter exactly. is basically a platform where grown adults can tattletale. Yeah. Because they got their feelings hurt. Well, yeah, I see that. <laughs> that's how I see it. It's, it's exactly that. Not to change the subject, but to go back to mm-hmm. hockey, you mm-hmm. were talking about your size and everything. Uh, great friend of mine, Mark, who passed away a few years ago, sadly, uh, was like you. You, you kind of remind me of him. You got that size and everything, and mm-hmm. that you're you're a strong, 
smaller guy, but a powerhouse, like yeah. a tank. And he was like that, and he was a great hockey player. Yeah, I'm sure. He the, played there's with a lot Bobby of guys. Orr's brother, I think. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, anyways, I'm not 100% sure if anybody I know is listening, you can correct me in the comments. But he was like you in the sense that he, he just was just strong, yeah. hard. And, yeah. I mean, he used to go out drinking and get up in the morning and go play <laughs> hockey and score goals. And he was able to see, like, I, natural I, talent. But yeah. well, that's it. I, I do I have, I, I don't know if I'd say I have natural talent. I'm like, I'm able to play, but I, I'm one of those where it's like, I have to, I have to work on whatever skills I got. Like, I, I, well, ne- there's, there's, there's it, it really is. Well, Believe it or not, like <laughs> Will Smith said something. <laughs> we'll talk about not to talk about Will Smith, but he said something like, "You're you're born with talent, but you work on skill." Yeah. So I do believe I was born with the ability or capability of playing hockey, playing drums, natural talent. Yeah. I I I do feel like I have that, but like I really have to work on it to be good. Like, yeah. and so. I so agree with I'm that. It's so the same for me with guitar, but I, it's but it's the same thing with everyone. Yeah. And 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 if you look at a lot of these hockey players, it's like yeah, you're projected to go to get drafted in in like, like if you're top ten or whatever. Yeah, you project a lot of us projection, but nobody knows. But at the end of the day, what does it all come down to? Especially these kids at that age, they're at such a young age now, where they come into this league, it's it's all about your attitude mm-hmm. and your, your your and your work ethic. Yeah, but, work ethic is but, work ethic is a big thing, and it's not just yeah, and it's not just. Uh, not just in sports, but I, it's it's everything in life. And my, there's one thing my parents, when you come from, well, my father was an immigrant from Italy, but he only he moved here when he was like two years old, right? But like mm-hmm. my mother was born and raised in Montreal, but like she comes from immigrant parents, and like, you know, they moved here after the war. Yeah. And so when you come here with barely anything in your pocket, like your you, your level of work ethic grows beyond belief beyond beyond my own imagination just to survive examples that are superior than what we have today i mean my grandmother was born in 1902 she came wow. here after yeah. the first world yeah so imagine that my mother was born in 26 yeah she was before she was a child during the second world war mm-hmm. and uh the mentality is so different it's unreal. that's why they're called the well actually the great generation my mother's before the great generation okay right Technical difficulties brought us to a new camera angle, so welcome back. Cheers, and got a lot of Java. Conversations with Coffee and Kevin, so. Yeah, I like that. Conversations with Coffee and Kevin. Kind of like a comedians and cars getting coffee type of deal, except we're we're in your... uh, My living room. We're in your living (laughs) room. Yeah. But yeah, I like this angle because you get to see the Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones poster. You get to see the guitar, too. Yeah, a couple of your your, your Zeppelin T-shirts. That's the Robert cool. Plant one is right there. I just saw yeah. Robert Plant recently yeah. at Place des Arts. That's so cool. My good friend Bob, mm-hmm. who was kind enough to uh, get me an aisle seat because of my bad knee. Okay. And because I like to have a couple of drinks, and who doesn't? He came to pick me up. Okay. From downtown. Okay, nice. Brought me to the show, and brought me back. That's a good. That's a good. Friend. That's a good friend. And, he, a and friend. recently, we just went to see another concert, and he got aisle seat with the Loge. Mm-hmm. I drove to Bombardier where we used to work, where mm-hmm. he, he still works now as a contractor. Okay, and left my car there because there was no parking at his place. And then the same thing he drove me back the next morning. So good friends, and that's another thing I wanted oh, to talk about. I got I got a good thing about good, good friends. friends. Yeah, and, and you're a good friend. You helped me 
you know, move my, my stuff and several times with the grunt work because <laughs> I'm not the man I used to be. I, I used I used to be the guy people would call to move fridge, stove, washer, dryer, sofas, and I was the moving guy. Right. Then the arthritis kicked in, and now I'm just that guy. <laughs> Can't do that stuff anymore. So good friends like you and Adam, and uh, even Bridget helped me yeah. one time. Well, for sure. The washer, the washing well, machine. Remember it that? Cost, it costs. It costs. It zero dollars to be nice. It's true, but not everybody work. is. No, and you know what? It, it's funny. Um, I saw this on uh, on YouTube, and they said. Uh, the the guys that you want to keep in your life are the ones that you could call at like two three in the morning yeah. from a Tijuana hey, jail and hey can you come <laughs> like and I believe I still am that guy but I used to be that when I started driving and a couple of my friends they didn't have they didn't have either their license yet or they were too like they like they they call me at two three in the morning they're like as soon as I wake up be like he's like hey man we're 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 a bit of a trouble like no, I. None of my friends ever got in trouble with the law or anything. It was just like they couldn't get a, they didn't have money to get a cab or anything. My way. And like, and, yeah. and, and as soon as if my phone would ring at two in the morning, I'd see it's the name of my friends. Like I knew it's because something was up. Yeah. And you're that guy. You're a yeah. good guy. And I, I was up like that in a heartbeat. Got dressed. So go get them. And even to this day, I'm still like that. If anybody needs anything at two, three in the morning, they call me. If I if I, nope, if I so, hear it, if, um, yeah. <laughs> if I wake up and I get like, yeah, I'm 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 there, and it's kind of been. I guess I've always been that type of person, like just just put everybody's needs before mine to, to a certain extent. Like mostly, like if somebody needs help, like I've always been there, and I think that's why I do what I do for that's a living. That's why you're a firefighter. Yeah, it's, which it's, means it's, you're also a first responder at the at the firehouse. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, so so you're there for people in a major way in times where they are horrified what's happened to them in an accident or a fire. You're there for people's most horrific moments. They're, they're, you guys were so there it's, for it's, my it, fire. It's it's a bad day for them. Basically, yeah. when so, my place burned down, you were there. I didn't know you then. I only yeah. met you when I moved here. You yeah. were there with Eric and Nick. Yeah, and. Um, you guys were there for me. Uh, I'll never forget that. I'm going to share something with you. Before the fire, mm-hmm. um, it was the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Right. When the fire department passed, I cried. Yeah. And I hadn't had the fire yet. Oh, okay. Same thing when I see an ambulance. I always say someone's having a bad and you guys are there. So, anyways, I don't want to get emotional, but no, it's, I think it's, what you do is. is so honorable. is It's unbelievable. And this will sound a lot better it, on the audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> won't be as obvious. We'll edit the video for that part. Sorry, I'm so just shy. It's, no, no, it, it's and it's funny too because I, I I know which I know which fire you're talking about. I'll never forget it because it was my first time as the truck driver that operates. Mm-hmm. The truck and that that pumps water into the hose lines and 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 you know that's where it, it was my first time and so yeah like I remember clearly I was living two buildings down from there and oh yeah we're we're we're, we're still here in the town of Hudson like I I have a full time career as a firefighter but in the town of Hudson it's still the 
the volley style, we'll say the on-call style. So, well, you're, yeah, you're, um, what's the word for that? You're uh, on-call. Yeah, yeah on-call. It, it, it's, it's part-time on-call. That, that yeah. system is still going on. Like, there might be some changes, but that's a whole other subject. And I was home when, when, when we got the tone. And I remember running out of, because I lived right across the street from the fire hall. And mm-hmm. as I was running, I looked to my right and I saw people evacuating. I saw the smoke. I saw the flames. And I knew I was going to be the driver of the, the first arriving vehicle because yeah. usually the first guy that arrives at the station that's, that has his license and his training to drive and pump the truck. You're the guy. So I knew that. So like I looked over and I, I kind of like froze in my tracks. I was like, Oh fuck! Like yeah, this thing's going. And then my roommate, who's now my lieutenant, I was living with him. He ran out, and when he saw me, he's like, "What are you?" He's like, he saw me like kind of standing still in the middle of the street, looking. Like, what are you doing? He stops next to me. He turns around. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Kind of like in a movie, you know what I mean? Like it's like Like oh shit! Like yeah. yeah. So so it 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 was such a. it was a huge adrenaline rush and like the amount of panic that was there amongst everybody, all the, 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 um, the, the, the tenants or mm-hmm. everybody that was living there, you know, for sure. It was, I was, I was quietly in shock. Yeah. It's, all I it's, remember it's, is, yeah. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I, I'm standing there. The, my first thought was they're across the street. It's going to be okay. And then it just went whoosh. So there's yeah, no way you can get there fast enough. It just whooshed. Well, and I remember yeah. looking at because the, the the apartment that started the fire was right underneath my my kitchen. Okay, my place. right, 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 right. Yeah. And I remember looking up and going, "Oh my god, all my shit's gone." <laughs> that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. Well, and that's and that's exactly. I, I was sleeping on the couch, not sleeping. I was sort of like semi napping on the couch, and I usually slept pretty hard on a Sunday. Yeah. I'd watch baseball and fall asleep, which is my routine <laughs> on a Sunday. And I was awake this time, and I was sleeping on my ba- my good ear, which mm-hmm. is this is the ear that was facing up, so uh, I couldn't hear as well. And I heard a, an alarm, and I thought it was down the street. It sounded like a, a garage or something down yeah. the street. And I looked out the window, and everybody's waving, "Get out! Get out! It's a fire!" And I went to go to the front door, and that was full of smoke. So I went to the back door, and then okay, I stopped well, on every yeah, floor yeah. and opened the door and made sure it was, it was yelling if there was anybody, you know. Because I didn't know what to do. I've never been in a fire before. Yeah. You know? Then finally, we, everybody got out, but uh, you guys showed up, and it was too late because yeah, the, the 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 guy broke. I think it's because the guy broke the window or something, and 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 no, I I, I it think started a backlash or something. Well, I like think that. to the best of my memory, he he left. He was cooking something. Oh, he, he left went it, outside to his he car. Left it unattended, and yeah. then it just. But the the thing is that as soon as. You know, not to get into the the, the the terms of explaining, but like as soon as you give it air, like it 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 fuels the fire. Yeah. So basically, oh, yeah. fire needs three things: it needs it needs air to breathe, it needs fuel to drink, and it uh, and heat and needs heat exactly. So being a camper, I'm aware of the exactly how good it's, air is. Fire. I have a little mini fire fan that I blow into the fire. Fire is a blowing. living thing. Fire is a yeah. living thing. It's like us. Yeah. We need air to breathe. We need to stay warm. Or yeah. We need heat to survive. Yeah. And we need to either drink or eat something. Yeah. So, so, fuel. yeah. so now, what also didn't help with that building? I think it had a fake mansard uh, type of roof yeah. on the side. So as soon as the fire, 
Fake ma fake mansards are the worst because as soon as fire gets in there and it goes into the attic space, forget it. Oh yeah, it's, the it's, whole thing collapsed it's, it's, onto my it's, apartment. It's a bitch. Yeah. It's a bitch to stop and like. Mm. Again, we're not a full time twenty four. We're we're a full time. We're twenty four seven service, but we don't have guys staffed at the at the station. Yeah, as far as like a full time career station. So yeah, that that plays a role. But I remember that day clear as a bell. So my first time as a pump operator and. Going through that helped me develop the skills on how to act or react through emergency situations, which is one of the traits that we're all supposed to have. And I and everybody's different. Everybody. Yeah, you have to react with the victims. Yeah, ex ex exactly. In a way that's like, appropriate. Yeah. But like even to this day, I gotta. We always gotta remind ourselves that like it's 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 we're the last line of defense here for people. Yeah. And they're calling us because they're having a bad day, or yeah. they're one step away from having a bad day. Yeah. So, you got you got to treat that with respect. You got to treat you got to treat that with with empathy. And yeah. you know, th there's times where we get calls where it's like, it's like, ugh, did you really have to call us for that? But at the end of the day, you remind yourself, you know, they they just they, they don't know how they, they didn't yeah. they didn't know, and you know, it better be safe than sorry. It's exactly. like it's 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 you know what I mean. But I I. I still love it to this day, but there's at times where I'm feeling a bit of the so, especially the first responder side where we have medical interventions like that. That's where things really that's get personal, heavy. and it could get heavy. And sometimes I, I feel it's toll a little bit. And I've been doing it for for 12 years now, and like I've seen stuff that you know not everybody wants to see. Yeah, and I've I've accepted it. I, I I'm I'm fully aware that it's part of the job but like i hate when people say well you signed up to this it's like okay so throw the whole human element outside forget no, it i'm no, supposed no. to be a robot no, a lot of uh, at the end of the day like not many people have done that or said that to me you know most people are, are they, they 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 appreciate the job we do well empathy goes both ways a thousand percent but then you have some that be like well you cost the town too much money my taxes are going up because of you anyways so, <laughs> I don't know. which it's okay. It takes I, one fire to realize that's what well, exactly that. I, I I guess so. But when I hear you guys screaming down the street, I feel bad for where you're going, and I and I and I'm appreciate that you guys are there. Yeah, and, and but, but like, look at the end of the day, it it, it, it humbles you. Like you you, yeah. you feel good. It feels good getting feeling appreciated by by your citizens, and that's yeah. that's that's what we do. So. Well, I appreciate and, you guys. Well, I appreciate you for appreciating us, but like, but especially nowadays, there's really a lot of strict rules on like our health and safety because like there's more and more firefighters like after they're after they're retired, they're dying because of cancers. Yeah, that are related to the job. You know, yeah. being exposed to smoke and toxic substances that you breathe or get on your skin. So, I'm happy that this job. It is like I'm happy that there's that there's uh, rules to apply in order to protect ourselves as much as possible. But like prevention, this, 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 this job comes at a cost, yeah. not just physically, but mentally as well. You know, the firefighters, like we, we have it pretty good amongst the, uh, the emergency response uh, careers, like cops, like, like paramedics. I think I, I thank God that I'm not a cop because I would probably lose my my badge on my first day if i were that to, must if, be a hard job because it, it really it really you're dealing like with idiots all the time there's nice people uh, out there don't get me wrong thousand percent but just takes that one idiot one time in one day to ruin your attitude towards uh, a, a, lot of people. a, a, a thousand percent it, it, it builds your guard up a lot of people yeah. don't realize that 
when the cop is not really polite and and and, and he's kind of cold, it's maybe because he's just been having a horrible a day, day and he's been having to deal with people. And that the shield like, is yeah, up you know? a, thou a thousand yeah. percent. And the problem with my the, father was a cop. Yes, so you he was you, in you the probably, LaSalle fire. So you probably know, but yeah. The problem with today's society is everything is based on uh, on perception instead of perspective. So, yeah. But anyways, so, yeah, I, I would never have been able to be a cop because if I got called to a domestic violence no, intervention where somebody, yeah. somebody, some guy, God knows what he did to his, his, his wife or his child, like, I, I, I would... Do I would hurt him? You would. I would want. I would evolve, most involved that I, I'd want to hurt him. Well, yeah, of yeah, course it's wrong. A natural yeah, but I, I have no problem admitting. I have no problem admitting this. If I were a cop, I would probably beat the living hell out of him. That I would go to jail. Why you're a fireman? <laughs> I, I, I'm, and this is why my my respect for cops. Like as I get older, as I work closely with them, and my perspective of them, I can only imagine what it's like to be in their shoes or in their boots, whatever. I'm sure. No matter what, whether you're a cop, firefighter, nurse, like nurse, construction worker, there's good people and there's some not so good people out there. I'm glad you mentioned construction workers because mm -hmm. people live in nice homes. They pay you know, six hundred thousand dollars for a beautiful home. There's a guy standing on a roof in the middle of July in thirty degrees weather. But oh yeah, the, 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 there, there, there was a guy in, in minus workers, ten man. degrees hammering a nail yeah, on the structure the, of your building. Uh, that's a hard job. Yeah, I have several I, friends who are in construction. Uh, they, they know who they are. I mean, my friend Mike is still doing cement. My friend Norm did cement. My friend Mark that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. he did cement. Yeah. Uh, Norm did carpentry and stuff like that and cement. So these people worked hard. It was really, really hard. And they all have sore joints. They're, 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 yeah, it, it, it takes it's a, a hard toll job. on the body. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. And, and, and nurses, uh, a friend of mine in Ottawa, she's an, an ER nurse. Mm -hmm. First, you know, she's the first one that gets, you know, to deal with the the emergency. Yeah, uh, the stuff that they see and they go it's through like, yeah, the exactly. stress. So like it's, it's all of you guys absolutely. together, and I, I I know I'm I'm throwing in like because we mentioned it, the, the the construction people. These are all jobs that are necessary for the growth of society. A thousand percent. And the survival of society. A thousand percent. You know, I'm not saying other people are not important. Uh, there's, I, I can go down the list. Be, yeah, you know, no, I get what you're saying. When it comes yeah, to absolutely. like really hard jobs, ah. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do any one of those jobs. Well, again, like I, I can I do construction? I, I mean, I could do demolition. I like breaking shit. <laughs> That's always fun. But the, I could do no, like, demolition I stuff. I Give me a big I, I, I would never, I would never be able to be a nurse. Like they, 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 they work, they work endless amount of hours. And like we all twelve-hour shifts. Well, we all know what's what's going on within the province with the nurses, with mm -hmm. teachers. Like the like I. Again, like my, I, I have that whole mindset of like trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes for a second. That's my life model. That, that, but that's mine too. It's like, well, not just being empathetic, but like again, perception instead of perspective. Like I see, you see that on Twitter. Like, like I'll use a sports for example. Like a guy did a he 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 a body check a person, but like end up hurting the end up hurting the player. Like people are crying as if they know what it's like to be in that person's shoes or skates for this example. Mm -hmm. it's like, no, like don't judge right away without knowing what it's like to be the person on the other side of this argument yeah. or the subject, whatever, whatever it is. So like I I really try to and again, it to me it comes it comes with age, comes with life experiences, Experience. it's come comes with maturity, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Maturity you know what I mean? But like again, like we're so we're so stuck on how things 
are seen through these fucking things. Yeah, that it 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 kind of it kind a, a human element has been taken away since the growth of the technology, technology. amongst the phones and and, and social it's gonna media. Get worse. Well, I'm I'm scared. I like I'm I, I, scared. I'm I'm I I don't have any children yet. I would love to raise a family, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm I'm scared of where society is going in terms of technology. Without going down that rabbit hole, in terms of politically, where we're heading. In, well, like, I'll, you know, I'll go down that rabbit hole a little <laughs> bit. Swamp, you know, World Economic Forum. Right, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, he's, he's the one that predicted the pandemic, and he's no, predicting another one. Yeah, he's predicting yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. He was talking on an interview, and I saw this film, so it's not like a you know a fake news thing. Mm-hmm. He was saying, he goes, and with, well, he goes what, I, what about in 10 years we can put a chip in your head? And that yeah, shit is going to allow you to feel people's emotions and uh, thoughts. And it, you know what he said? He goes, imagine we won't have to vote because we'll know what you want. That sounds fucked up. <laughs> that's scary. That's shit. scary. That's, that's, that's... Imagine you walk into a room and you, you right away know the girl thinks you're cute or she thinks you're ugly or you annoy her. Like You're going to feel, I don't want that. No, I don't want to know what you're thinking. I already know what right women now. think of me most of the time. You I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to have. I don't want to. I don't want any transmitted no, AI signal. No, <laughs> I already but, know what women think of me most of the time. So and, and I don't want to hear it. You literally said ten years, but you know what? I, I, I talk to friends who about technology. Oh, what's it going to be like in twenty years? I go, no, no. What's it going to be like in five? Well, because oh in five God. years it's, we've it's, gone so far. I'm, yeah, the next five years are going to be scary. Um, that that's like you being lobotomized into a new world of artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's what that's scary. It it is scary. I I I, I don't know. I just the, the I'm worried. Like if the pendulum is swung one way, I'm worried if it swings another way. Or if it doesn't, I, I, I don't know. At the end well, of the, the day... Well, the pendulum has swung. I mean, we went from super racist to super uh, unracist, but racist in that sense, because it's counter-racism. And, and the middle is where everyone gets along. Yeah, exactly. Because now yes. everybody's accusing like, everybody, and before everybody was... I like was, to consider myself a, a, a <laughs> not a neutralist, but I, a, 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 I'll use the term word. considerable. It's it's a mixture of conservative and liberal put together. <laughs> I, I I'm a conservative person. I would love I, I I'm obviously I'm I'm trying to use humor in this topic, but like I I again like I I look at perspective. I I also try to look at two sides of the coin. Here. Always I always do. Like I Put I yourself in the other person's shoes. What are they experiencing? You have no idea what their mm-hmm. life is like. No, exactly. It's like the guy that cuts you off on the highway. He's either yeah. on the way to a hospital, he just got fired, his wife is cheating on him, or her husband's cheating on him. Like, you don't know what's going no, on you in don't. their head. No you, no, you don't. Or he could be just an idiot. That's it a could possibility. Be, it, could, it could be that, too. And but it yeah. could be something else, because I've cut people off without realizing I did it, because I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be considered the idiot, because I'm not. I'm no, a considered I, I, driver, I, I, but I, I, it I, does I, happen that you make mistakes. So to judge somebody else's actions is, to me, ignorant. Yeah, because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know who they are, you why they are, the way they are. I, the, the only thing I might not disagree with, but just I think because I respond on highway accidents, 
and I've seen I've seen cars crumbled. I've seen people hurt. Mm, yeah. I've seen drivers. I, I won't I won't go into details, but like it's so if I see someone driving like an idiot, I I un- unfortunately it's it's I'm there because I'm there thinking like my God, you're you're one stupid move away from ruining yes. the lives of a lot of people right now. Okay, well, let, let, so, let me so, reiterate. But I, but, yeah. I, but, I, but I do get, I, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree, agree with, with you on that. I totally yeah. agree with your whole, like, you don't know, the guy's in a state of panic. For sure. Is it is it possible? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm not just, saying I there's I no just, idiots out there. I would say the majority are idiots. Yeah, exactly. People drive just, cars that are overly safe that mm-hmm. makes them feel like Batman in a Batmobile. Sure. Yeah. And nobody thinks twice about their flashers or cutting people off and I get that. And that that's becoming worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But I'm what I'm trying to get to is not not taking away the fact that there's idiots because there's a lot of idiots. But right. there are yeah, some there people are. who are not idiots. I've accidentally cut somebody off before and I didn't mean to. Or I, I was, you know, not thinking. Mm-hmm. So there are those people out there. It happens, yeah. For sure. But I'm not, I'm not close minded to say that. I am scared to sure. drive now more than I ever was. Mm-hmm. I used to love driving. Now mm-hmm. I don't look forward to it. Taking the 40 into the West Island is like taking your life into your hands. Oh, yeah. That, that, Especially that's, in the evening. Around me. 10 o'clock at night when you got five, like, you know, 100,000 plus dollar cars yeah. racing each other on the 40 and they're going back and no, forth no, no, in between. No, no. I, I mean, I, there is absolutely. no excuse for that so, at all. So. To give you an example, if ever like I'm responding to a, a, a medical emergency, and usually there's someone that's getting transported into the ambulance, then you have a family member that is going to drive and meet them at the hospital. I always make sure, and even my colleagues are good with this. Some of my colleagues are, they they tell the person like, "Look, I know right now you're in a bit of a you're not feeling too great about this whole situation. Please take your time. Don't rush to get the hospital. Don't yeah. try to catch up with the ambulance too. Yeah. Please." Take your time. Like, like we tell them that because the last thing they need is to get themselves to get themselves hurt while yeah. they're trying to join a loved one at a hospital. So, like, I really tell them, like, and, and yeah, and again, th- this comes with the territory of seeing things on highways, and like you, you realize now, like, like this younger generation, they're so they're always with their phones and they like filming while they're driving, and it's, you know, to to make. To make TikTok videos and all that shit, they're, like, they're doing so videos while they're dangerous. driving. I, I, I don't understand that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good story. There was one. There was one time where on um, on one of the main boulevards in the the town next door, Boldroy, we, we respond to a car accident. There was a collision at an intersection, so obviously traffic in that direction is, is slowed and reduced down to one lane. And there, the cops are there too to secure the scene and all that. There's one guy, there's one idiot drive, like he's slowly driving. The driver, window down, phone out, be like, oh, I don't know if he's a blogger. I don't know what the heck. He's an idiot. That, that's for sure. Yeah. He's filming this as he's driving slowly. The cop is right there. The cop is, is there. Yeah. And he's like, he's, the cop sounds like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm filming. He's like, you're not allowed to film. You're driving. driving. Put your phone. The cop gave him a warning, like, yo, put your phone away. And the guy says, like, no, I could do what I want. The cop's like, yeah, pull over right now. Give me a fucking ticket. I'm like, good. And there's me and my crew. We're there. We're like, you, you fucking moron. You're a moron. Excuse my language. Well, that reminds me of a meme I saw on Facebook where the Titanic is sinking. And if it was today, I saw that too. 
I, mean, I saw that too. Oh my! Look, that's the reality we're well, living that, in. Yeah. That, that is real. Look, social media was supposed was meant to connect people, yeah. and it did. Now it's separating people. Not only that, but the level of polarizing power. No, like look, great power comes response comes great responsibility. Yeah, for you Spider Man fans out there, yeah. favorite comic book character, by the way. Which the so, same for driving. Oh my! But any, and I think I think would anything in life. And somebody should tell our politicians that too. Yeah, maybe. Eh? <laughs> I'm not gonna get there. No, I, I, I don't. I don't want to. I, 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 I really want to steer clear. <laughs> it's a broad. No, I'm sure. So, look. At the end of the day, I, I, I feel like again, was this a God-given talent or universe-given talent? However, you, however, whatever your belief is, I'm pretty sure I was meant to do this job. And I tell you one thing, like, it did not come to me automatically. Like, when I said earlier that how, like, I'm one of those guys that, like, I, I need to work harder than the average person to you have drive. I, well, thank, thank God I have it. But, like, yeah, I, I really wanted it. I, 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 I realized. you drumming. I, you sit there, you think, you do, and it gets done. You, you have drive. But, but, I think, but I think that comes with the job, too. Like, far, like oh, no, you, need, you, need to, you need to, you really need to analyze and you need to. But those are like part of okay. the traits that if you're I good for your job, up. yeah. What you're 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 attributing what you are to your job, and I'm going to say you're wrong, and I'll tell you why. It's the same as sports. Mm-hmm. People always say sports gives you character. That's bullshit. Sports shows your character. If you're an idiot okay. in life, you'll be an idiot. Yeah, in that's sports. That very true. I so believe, if, I believe if that. you're organized, you have drive, and you're a hard worker. As a regular human being, you will be that as a fireman. Yeah, I, 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 so I, I agree I think with you. Yes, you I, are I, that I person. You're just developing it, and you're exploring it, and you're expanding it to different avenues. But yeah, you are I, that person. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you're like that in the house. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like that in the house. My girlfriend, I mean, you probably my go girlfriend, crazy living with me because I'm a slob. My girlfriend fucking, she, 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 my girlfriend can't stand when I'm logically right. <laughs> I don't know if any woman can, but a comment if I'm right or wrong. Yeah. Just are we going to get wrong. And by but. the way, all comments are accepted and we'll so, be looked at, and we so, appreciate that. Well, look, to to kind of summarize how, like, my whole route of doing what I do now came to be is I, I, I think the events of 9-11 were the ripple effect of it. That, 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 that changed was, a lot of people's it lives. It changed because yeah. I, 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 I was, what, I was in secondary one. I was, in I, was grade, on I was in grade I was in grade seven. So it was a bit of the ripple effect of me wanting to do what I do. I'm not saying I'm not gonna go as far as saying like nine eleven right away made me want to become a firefighter. It solidified it, it, it probably. Well I or it could be I don't know if like ripple effect, maybe it kind of built the foundation. Well it's because it wasn't right away within that year of, of those events. It's just it's more like as the years went on. They started coming out with more documentaries on firefighters, especially the yeah. ones after the effect. Oh, well, yeah. So, like, I started reading up on things. I started watching videos started all that. And my mother, like, at the age of when I was, like, 15, 16, towards the end of high school, she's like, why don't you look into it? So so I kind of did. I ended up getting – I was so – at 15, you knew you wanted to be a At, at 15, 16, I was like, okay, let, let, me, okay. let, me, let me look into it. And I, was, cool. I was gaining interest. I was doing my due diligence, researching the schools and in, 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 in the province and all that. At the age of 16, 17, the, 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 the local station in my neighborhood of the city of Montreal, Montreal Fire Department, basically, 
through contacts, I was able, I was permitted, uh, I was given permission to to visit one of the stations, not a stash, but like was a visit, a four hour visit. But the rule was I wasn't allowed to get on call, go on calls with them. So they showed me the station, the guy showed me the station, the station life, the kitchen, the, the equipment, the trucks, the gym, mm, the hall. Cool. It was really cool. Oh my God, this is interesting. Then, uh, the, so the rule was as soon as a call comes in, that's it, you're done, you go home. Call comes in. The alarm rings. So I'm like, oh, I go up to the captain. I'm like, oh, merci beaucoup in French. Thank you very much. He's like, where, where do you think you're going? I'm like, well, it's over. He's like, no, no, no. He grabs a spare bunker jacket, throws it to me. He's like, hey, tank kid, get on the truck with us. So I'm there. I'm like, oh, wow. my God. So the 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 intervention or the emergency was uh, this 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 poor old lady. She ended up crashing into a light pole, but she really crashed her, her wow. car. So they start pulling out. They start pulling out the jaws of life. You know all the equipment and just just the, the way they were working. All organized clockwork. It was like systematic chaos. Like it was cha- It looked chaotic. At but it was organized. It was organized under control. Procedural. So and I'm there saying I'm like, oh my god. At the end of the day, I walked. I ended up walking to the girlfriend at the time, an old girlfriend now. I ended up walking back to her place. She's like, how was? She's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And, awesome. And from there, I, yeah, but Kev, it took me, I don't know how many years of training and failure to finally get accepted into the school. It took me like four years. And though within those four years, I, I tried three times. One year I didn't because I was doing computer graphics school, which kind of, I kind of use that to do the post for the podcast to this day. So, like, I'm happy. I might I'm, hit you up on that talent. I'm, <laughs> don't expect much. Like, there's a lot more that way better. Than, so, so, I didn't do that. I, I, I tried three years. I trained. I, I studied. I pra- interviewed practices or practice interviews, sorry. Um, yeah, it took me three years. Finally got in. But then to do another, to do the college level, there's actually a college degree in firefighting in the province of Quebec that I really wanted to do. That took me another four years of training and having to go back to college doing night classes to do courses to, in order to up my, my, uh, my, um, my, my score, your, your CR score, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, but then at the same time too, I got accepted. I got hired in Hudson, uh, like, um, and I've been here ever since that was in 2012. So like I got into I got into school in 2010, graduated in 2011. I applied to a lot of the places here. I applied to, I applied to Il Perot. I applied to Vaudreuil. I think I was about to apply to Saint Lazare because my uncle lives out there still to this day. I applied to Hudson. All three of them said no. Hudson called me. He's like, yeah, yeah, we want to take you. You just have to come and do uh, the interview, the testing. It was meant to be, and my life is pretty much established here. But I'm just saying, like it's it's. I got I got hired in Hudson, but I, I tried four years to finally get into college, um, the college program. That was done in two years. I graduated in 2016. I applied to cities like Montreal, like Laval, mm-hmm. like uh, like Ottawa, Hamilton. Failed, 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 failed. Our neighboring town, Vaudreuil, their full-time career, up-and-coming, growing town, growing city, as you know, as well. Mm-hmm. First, first time I applied there, I got in, was on the waiting list, top of the waiting list. Um, I've been there since, since 20, actually I got, I got in at the start of the pandemic of 2020. So I was extremely fortunate to, yeah. to get a job, to get a new, to get the career I've always wanted. Three years later, 
I got promoted to lieutenant. So I've been there ever since. So, so, awesome. so my whole point and all that is like, like it, 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 it comes down to, to, it comes down to that work ethic, comes yep. down to the character that you are as a person. Yep. And, and in all honesty, the best way I could, I guess I could end the, the, the show is just, just people don't realize their potential. Some of them, some True. of them do by, by figuring it out themselves. Some of them do by prep talk or getting kicked in the ass. I think some of them do realize that by failing three, four times just to get, just to finally achieve it on the fifth try. It's like, at the end of the day, it's just, man, go, go get what you really want. Mm -hmm. It could be anything in life. Like if it could be career, it could be go anything, fitness goal, just, just go get it. I think there's already enough pressure in life as it yeah, is i agree go 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 do what you can do what you can, you can do do what you love while you can which is important uh, i'm sure too, i mean yeah. i'm older than you I'm, yeah. i've been 35 and used to go hiking and talk yeah shape. i never thought i'd have arthritis and not be able to walk in the woods anymore which is a passion of mine so do what you can while you can yeah a, a, a thousand percent uh absolutely yeah. it's like do what you can do do what you love man that's, do what that's, you love that's why that's, i got a studio in my apartment because I love music. And yeah. This is why I'm doing this. I love conversations. I grew up listening to AM radio. I grew up, I used to record my family with a small little tape deck oh, no on the kitchen table yeah. and, and listen to it after. So I I, I started podcasting because I, I was watching camping videos. Okay. And I wanted to film my camping trips and do yeah, podcasts. absolutely. And I never got into it because when I go camping, I don't want to be filming. It's work. Yeah. So the podcast I, camping with Kevin. Yeah, well, I'm going to do probably campfire chats, but to do a camping video is a lot of work that yeah. I don't want to do. Yeah, this is what I like to do. Yeah. So this this fits. So do what you can while you can. can is I think best way to end the show is do what you can while you can. So what I'm going to say now is cheers. Kevin, thanks. thanks for the conversation. Thanks for having me. And and, and I have to shake the hand of a man. Same no, lives. I, 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 I appreciate, appreciate that. that. You're a good guy. No, I appreciate, uh, you know, you, you got to appreciate the good people you have in your life, too, because those, exactly. those, 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 people like that are the driving force, and they're the ones, I think, someone like you reminds me, like, stay on that straight path, because mm -hmm. I, I believe in making mistakes to learn, but, like, if I yeah. fuck up majorly where, like, I end up... <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 how do I, the best way I can explain this? Like, like it, it's not that there's pressures on me to be perfect, but it's it's more like, okay, you continue continue the straight path. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, do it for the ones that truly care about you and appreciate you. I agree. So that well, that's another motive of mine. That's too. that's gonna be the theme of this show is people I care about and that I respect. I want to have conversations with like this so i'm gonna wrap it up i'm gonna say again thank you sammy and uh be nice to somebody today because it feels great there's nothing wrong with that and hope you join us and leave comments and all that stuff like subscribe whatever i don't like saying that stuff it sounds silly but apparently you have to say that it's so, free it's free it's all free so enjoy and see you soon cheers <laughs>